Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Remix Podcast. My name is Mari. And I'm Stacy. And today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. What do you think we should talk about first? Uh, let's talk about Reddit, which Reddit. is something I never thought I would say. <laughs> Reddit drama can either be really silly or be like, um, what the fuck is happening? Uh, I think both <laughs> is the best kind. <laughs> Where it's really ridiculous, but you're like, I can't look away. Yeah, I like it when it's wholesome drama, not like drama about how Reddit likes to keep the traffic from racists. But anyway, so as you may or may not know, uh, Reddit had a subreddit called Thanos Did Nothing Wrong. And then they... If this is in relation to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And Thanos is the... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, he uh, kills... Half of the population of the entire universe. Well, you could have done it without us. His his whole theory was that you kill the entire universe. Oh, the entire universe? Or no, half you, the that universe? you kill half the universe. But I'm saying like that's the non the non spoiler version is that that's what he wanted to do. Oh, okay. Well, he they uh, they built up a whole bunch of subreddit users. Uh, I think it was like a, some of them around in the mid eighteen eight hundred thousands. So there was about eight hundred thousand, and AJ's trying to get on Stacy's lap. Right. So excuse me He's, if he knocks. he interrupted a voiceover earlier today too. Because he just wants to be petted, and he's a little prince dog. But uh, and then they systematically banned half of the Reddit users of Thanos did nothing wrong. And to be clear, for people who don't use Reddit, they didn't lose their accounts. They're just not allowed to post on that subreddit. And then the people who were banned. Were went over to another subreddit called like Inside the Soul Stone, where they all made memes, being like, "We did it. We were sacrificed for the greater good. <laughs> we believe in what happened, and it was amazing." And this user N one four zero seven, who usually posts in prequel memes, does like these really high quality gifs about like what happened, and it's really amazing. So basically, it's they took scenes from Infinity War and spoilers for this scene right here. And by the way, cut it together to be about yeah, like it basically <laughs> about explains, the Reddit drama. This explains the Reddit drama in GIF form. <laughs> I mean, these aren't even these aren't GIFs; these are videos. Well, they're sort they're, of they're, 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 they're called people call them high quality GIFs, but uh, they're okay. not. But they're not really. But they are. Does yeah. that make sense? But he makes these, like, crazy, really good ones, but it explains it. You actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's everything you need to know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're listening to this just in podcast form and not in the video form, it's so amazing. <laughs> so it's called Reddit Banfinity War? <laughs> This is Wait, six. Banned. Banned. <laughs> and they're showing like all the people like dissipating away, but he's putting band on top of all of them. Unsubscribe <laughs> quickly! <laughs> There's this is not time to get banned. I know. <laughs> he's saying unsubscribe so we don't get banned. Oh my god. <laughs> this is something's happening. <laughs> Prequel cool. memes. The prequel memes is watching from afar, being like, "No!" <laughs> prequel memes is untouched, and it's like, and they're having Tony Stark as prequel memes. Mm-hmm. There was no. 
Starkest prequel means watching everybody else get banned and they're like, no! No! <laughs> oh, God. But then, so then all the banned users went over to Inside the Soul Stone because it's theorized that everybody isn't really dead, but all their souls are inside of the Soul Stone so that they can be brought back. Because mm -hmm. I very much doubt that Marvel's going to be like, yes, and then all of your favorite characters are dead. Um, <laughs> at, the, at the very least, it's like, oh, yes, we had that amazing Black Panther movie that made more money than ever, and we just killed the lead character. <laughs> this is the best. Oh, yeah, the karma farms. They're all, like, dying and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so great. But I really love these, like, the Reddit Banfinity War Part 6. So Reddit user N1401 has an entire series. 1407. 1407, sorry. Has an entire thing of, like, how this worked. But it was just, like, and so if you're, like, behind the scenes and you're, like, I don't understand what happened, just watch these GIFs and you'll understand. Mm. <laughs> what else you got? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Splatoon user hacked um, the Splatoon to uh, top things to make it say... Uh, so they hacked the leaderboard. So to that say, they could like, post a message. They post a message, please implement anti-cheat stuff. Please add anti-cheat. <laughs> please add anti-cheat. And so they had done that. And then the user says, uh, let's just say they tried. Nickname, N-G-Y-S. Thank you for using Nintendo Switch. Your in-game actions have been determined to be in violation of the Nintendo account. Something, something, because it got cut off. Basically, they, they banned them. They banned them for cheating, hacking during online play, even though they're trying to say, hey, please make it so. People can't cheat. People can't cheat. So, I mean, did they try, though? This is Nintendo's final decision, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, I don't know if they actually fixed the problem, but thank you. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice. You didn't die in vain, but maybe you did. You probably did. Yeah. Um, okay, so those of you who, those of you who've been on the internet in the past couple of weeks probably um, are familiar with the, uh, the controversy surrounding Scarlett Johansson um, accepting a role to be in Rub and Tug, which is about a trans man named Dante Tex Gill. Um, What is it? I don't know. Keep cut keep talking. I can't edit this. Okay. Um so basically Scarlett Johansson accepted this role to be in, uh, to play a trans man in a movie and everyone was really pissed off because uh, much like the uh, her role in Ghost in the Shell, people believed that the role should have gone to an actual trans man <laughs> or at least I mean just like what I don't understand about this is that it's not just like they chose, like, it's not like they chose, like, a cis woman actor who even, like, looks like the the person that they're supposed she's supposed to play. It, she doesn't look anything like them, and 
the, there's no real good reason for her to play this character. And her reaction to people getting really upset about this was basically to name drop a bunch of cis men who have also played, who have played trans women and be like, we'll see, like, you know, if you have anything to say about it, like, go talk to them, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, that's not a great answer because those people also got a bunch of, you know, shit. Black. They also got a bunch of shit for taking on those roles. I think she was trying to say that they got, like, Academy Awards for it. And it's like, yeah, they got Academy Awards from an, from a committee that's entirely not trans. Yeah. But that, well, that I, and I think that committee is honestly mostly, like, old white dudes and they're trying, like... Uh, statistically, they did a study. Yeah. Like, they, it, it's actually true. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that to be, like, flippant. Like, I think that they're, I think they're trying to, like, they're trying to, like, make the, the balance better now, but that's why, like, a lot of the movies that you see winning Academy Awards, it's, like... It's all about, like... Back in the 1950s. When everything oh, was great. When everything was great. <laughs> a family had a mild problem where the dad was cheating on the wife and it was dramatic. Or like the movie Atonement. Rich people in England during World War One had problems. And you're like, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, uh, the article that we're looking at right now is on Forbes, but it, it talks about how... Um, there, okay, to back up for a second, so she eventually came out and said, like, okay, you know what, like, I'm not gonna take this role, uh-huh. and I'm glad, because I really think that, like, I know that some of times these actors, they're like, oh, but if I do it, then the movie will actually get attention, like, I see where that thinking comes from, that they're like oh, this story won't get attention otherwise. But the thing is, is that, like, we have to start somewhere with casting roles with, like, non-quote-unquote traditional actors, you know what I mean? That, like, you can't just forever keep saying over and over and over again that, like, oh, but if, like, a white cis person doesn't play this role, then the movie won't get attention. And it's like, well, no, but somewhere at some point somebody has to say, no, we're going to give this role to a person that makes sense, whether that's an Asian person or, like, you know, a, you know, a person of color or, like, a trans person, whatever it is, and to just, like, stop, like, shoehorning people into these roles that, like, maybe are not the best choice. Like, I would like to say, as a Japanese-American, I found it really disrespectful that she continually chose to do that on top of the with Ghost they, in the Shell with Ghost in the Shell and then she continued to be really disrespectful when people tried to be like hey like that's not cool her reaction was like not cool and her first reaction as an actress in Ghost in the Shell wasn't cool and I made the personal decision because I, I choose to vote with my wallet and like that's how I do it I just chose not to watch the movie and, uh, I don't know, I think her attitude has been really just frustrating for me, especially in the context that, like, a lot of roles get whitewashed. And while I understand that actors go, like, well, if it wasn't for me, like, will it do well? That literal exact same logic was used over 80 years ago. So With blackface? With blackface and yellowface. And face. yellow face, yeah. yes. So, like... When I see roles like in Breakfast of Tiffany's, which 
is a cool movie and you're allowed to enjoy it, but, you know, you're allowed to enjoy movies with, like, stupid shit in it, and I'm not saying you're not allowed to, and I'm not saying you're not allowed to enjoy Scarlett Johansson's depiction in Ghost in the Shell. It's just, like, all I ask is please be, please be like, I loved it, but also I see why people would be angry, and I hope that in the future it can get better. Yeah. But I definitely, after her actions, like, twice in a row, on top of Hollywood's tendency to whitewash specifically Asian characters, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen to other characters, other races. You're just speaking from a place place of personal experience. Personal experience, like, you know, I'm going to be more sensitive to things, and I try to be sensitive to other people's shit, but, like, that really bothers me and had been really bothering me for a while. And in the cultural context of her choice to be in Ghost in the Shell, like, I was like, come on, like, we just had all these problems with Aloha and everything. Like, why can't you just... And you're not hurting for money. She's worth over $100 million. Aloha was the movie where Emma Stone plays, like, <laughs> of, like Pacific Islander or, like, a She's whole plays Native a, Hawaiian. She plays a Hapa woman, yeah. which means that you are, like, mixed Asian. And I'm just, like... You know, you got to start somewhere because when you make an excuse that's over 80 years old in order to appease racists who don't want to see a person of color on screen, then maybe you need to make a change and not just be like, I'm complacent in the system that allows me to succeed while other people who are different than me cannot. And a few people on Twitter asked me why, like, uh, Scarlett Johansson, a cis woman, can't, like, act as a trans person and they go like well does that mean a trans person can play as a cis person and I'm like well if that actually happened maybe that could be a question we can answer but that doesn't happen yeah the reason why trans people want to be represented by trans people in media is because well there's many reasons but one of the reasons is trans people aren't given any roles at all whether it be trans or cis. So the few roles that most people would find for them to be acceptable to play as are, tra are trans, are trans characters. Yeah. And if those trans characters are given to cis people, trans, trans actors and actresses will never be able to like penetrate into the media to the point where they will have the opportunity to play as a cis person. So the question of like, well, does that mean a trans person can't play as a cis person? It's like, well, you're assuming we're living in a completely equal and egalitarian society in which we do not. And so things are not fair right now, and this is the first step to becoming more fair, which is the same reason why people are like, well, why can't white people play as Asian characters, and why can't Asian... Can Asian characters play as white characters? And it's like, but that never happens. There aren't any roles, like, in major movies where Asian people can just step into a role. Because all, like, I guess I would say neutral roles are given to white actresses. And a lot of the Oscar bait takes place in, like, time period shit. Or in situations where, historically, the characters are going to be white and stuff. So, if you don't make movies... Unless it's a movie, like, about slavery. Unless it's Which a movie... Which is, like, you need to have movies for people of color that don't just revolve around suffering. Yes. Know? So, unless it's about, like, slavery or, like, being horribly oppressed, like, it's really hard for people of color to get a role. So, that's why people get so upset when certain roles are whitewashed. Like, a positive role where she gets to play as a badass... 
Like, that's not going to come up for an Asian actor a lot. It's just not. Mm -hmm. And as the guy who plays... I don't remember his name. The Asian guy in The Walking Dead. I don't watch the show. But he was like, people think that I'm every Asian person on TV and movies. And this is why we need more Asian roles, because everyone thinks that everybody's the same person. Well, uh, when so when this controversy first kicked off, there were a lot of um, trans... I saw a bunch of trans actresses who were specifically speaking out because they were like, they were like, you know, this is, like, the role of a lifetime for, like, a trans actor. And, like, you know, you were hearing from, you know, the actress on Orange is the New Black and the Mm -hmm. actress on Sense8, and they were both saying, like, you know, like, when I get called to read for a role, it is for, like, a trans character. It is not... I don't get called for, like, a bunch of, like, straight roles, and then I, you know... Yeah, it's not like they say no. They just don't get it. They don't... They're not allowed the opportunity. Yeah. So... Um, basically, I'm glad that, and, like, at the, and also, it's just, like, you know. I'm glad that she made the choice to step down. It's just, like, I'm just still frustrated with her behavior. Yeah, and I mean, like, I know that, like, they're actors and everything, but I think, I mean, not only do you want, like, better representation in roles and stuff, but also, like, there's something, there's not that many movies made about the trans experience, and, like... It would just be really great to see, like, an act, like an actual trans person in that role. Like, you know, how many, like, famous trans men actors are there? Can you, th- like... Mm-hmm. And, like, c- c- like it, can anybody in the audience, like, name, like, three famous trans men actors? Probably not. And, it, well, I mean, if you can, that's wonderful. But, like, if you can't... The reason that people want better representation is so that you can elevate more people into, like, roles like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because if you're going to have movies about that, I mean... And it's like, like, oh, but you don't have somebody with enough star power, quote-unquote, to attach to the project that you think that you want. But the reason that you don't have enough star power is because nobody gives these actors any roles, and it's just a cycle that perpetuates itself, unless somebody fucking steps up and says, oh no, we actually want a trans person in this role, or we actually, we're going to do a romantic comedy, and the main character is going to be an Asian man, like, or whatever, you know? Exactly. It's like, when people are like, oh, well, who has the star power to carry Ghost in the Shell? What, what Asian person? And I'm like... Yeah, that's your own fucking fault. Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. It, it, the, and people are like, well, shouldn't we wait for, like, Asian people to be good enough to be? And I'm like, what? They have their know? own film industry. The, do you know, like, how many, like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Because if the roles are, like, coded to be white, like, for example, Pride and Prejudice. Like, a lot of the really famous stories we have in our, in American culture, from what I know, because they're like classical, classical they're, they're European, classical stuff. European stories, and like With I white people. T- take it from me, I've watched Pride and Prejudice in thirteen vis- different versions, and I love it. And I d- I'm not asking for it to be changed. I'm not asking for like an Asian person to just suddenly appear in Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> All I'm asking is new stories, and for the stories that do, like, already have people who are canonically a person of color, to allow that to happen, because we have a system that's, like, making that happen, and I'm, like, I know someone's gonna, like, hear one half of the word and start screaming at me in the comments, but, like, 
all I'm saying is we can be better, and I don't want to watch the same stories all over again yeah. forever. Well, and I think that a good challenge for, like, writers and people that create these stories is to also think, like, is this a role where the person being white or being X is, or straight or, like, whatever, is it a role where that is important to the character? If not, maybe think about making it a diverse character. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when um, in the stage production of Harry Potter, Hermione was black, mm-hmm. and J.K. Rowling was basically like, yeah, because whiteness is not, like, imperative to her character description mm-hmm. at all. And so, you know, you can have more diversity in those roles. So I know some people are going to be like, well, how come black, uh, people of color can take on, you know, characters that were written to be white? It's like... Okay, well, in a completely fair society where, like, everything is fair all the time and everything is equal, that would be a question that we should answer. Mm. But we live in a world where, like, the majority of roles are for white people and people who... Or, no, go to white people. The majority of roles go to white people and the majority of famous actors and actresses are white. And so that's why... In the U.S. In the United States. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, And that's why they're trying to, like, make more roles and give more roles to people of color because they're trying to make it it to the point where it's equal, and then you can be like, hey, well, now it's equal. I want this character to be white. Like, but it's not equal, and you have a lot of different things. Yeah. So that's why. You know, interestingly, I remember reading, um, there's a there's a really great interview with um, Stephanie Beatriz, the actress from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where mm-hmm. she talks about, I think we talked about this on a previous mm-hmm. podcast episode, actually, mm-hmm. where she talked about how, like, when she found out that there was another Latina on the show, she was like, oh, shit, well, like, they're never going to hire me then because they're not going to have two, two, Latini- two Latinas on the show. They're just not going to do it because that's just not the way things work. Yeah, you get one. Like, they're like, there's like a, one. There's like a quota. You get one. Mm-hmm. And, or like, you know, you get like one black man character. But yeah. like, the the creators of that show were actually like, no, like, we like both of you and like, we'll put both of you on the show together. Uh, anyways, we digress. Did you love how her dad is machete? Yes. <laughs> that whole coming out episode was actually like really emotional for me to watch mm, just because yeah. like the way her parents react and everything yeah because they were they would rather they rather would have had her be a side chick than be in a loving relationship mm-hmm. that sucked um but another thing so this the article that we're specifically looking at about Scarlett Johansson basically implies that she she ditched the trans role not ditched but like that she dropped out of the trans role basically to save Black Widow, because there's going to be a Black Widow standalone movie with a female director, and they had teased this for a while, um, but they kept trying to find, they were specifically looking for, like, a woman to direct it, Mm -hmm. and they kept not, just, like, not finding the right person, and at one point they were like, should we hire a dude? And everyone was like, nah, we shouldn't do that. Um, It's really frustrating, because, like, I know if I say this word, everyone's going to react negatively but she's kind of acting like a quote-unquote white feminist where 
there's a lot of feminists who are like, oh, like, women's issues, but they kind of neglect well, to also go, oh, but, like, there's different types of women's issues for people of color. They overlook intersectionality. They overlook intersectionality. So they're like, oh, well, what about me? And then, like, so the light should extend to me and no further. Well, it's that's kind of like, remember when um, the Oscars thing happened? And who was it that got up there on stage? Emma Stone. And mentioned the female director when there were also, there was the... The guy who directed Get Out? Yeah, no. Uh, I, and there was another guy, too. There was, but anyways, she was talking about, like, how histor like, oh my god, and then there's, like, one woman in this category, when in reality there were, like, also, like... Men of color. color in that category, which was also a really big deal, but she was kind of overlooking that, just looking at, like, the, like, men versus women narrative, which a lot of people, you know, you, when, when you're paying attention to, like, different groups, it's important to keep in mind that, like, it's not just about, like, oh, like, s you know, straight versus gay, or, like, women versus men, or, like, whatever. You have to also look at, like, Oh, the experience of like a black gay man is different than a white gay man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why, like, I try to explain that being an ally is more than just like trying to make it about yourself, I guess. Because to me, like, if Emma Stone wanted to be supportive, she would have been like, hey, like, it's really great that we're able to have a one woman here and then some men of color and stuff like that. Like, that's how you be supportive of everybody's thing. Like, in the LGBT plus community, I personally think that, you know, if you're queer and cis, like, you should also be supportive of your trans brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you're trans, be supportive of non-binary people because we're all here together to work together to help each other to make the world better. Because if you only look out for yourself, it's actually kind of like, not only harming yourself, but literally everybody else. That's my opinion. So I think that, like, if Scarlett Johansson, who spoke it like a like a feminist women's thing and everything, like, I respect that. But there's more people out there than, like, you, and you need to, yeah. you know, you can't be free until all your brothers and sisters are free. So, you know, I'm sorry that you are going to go home to your $100 million and be sad that you can't play rub and tug. But, I mean, try and uh, well reflect a little bit more. And I think that you know, for a lot of people, it is it is natural to come at things from your own experience. And so I don't, like, I'm not here to tell people that that makes you, like, a bad person because it doesn't. Like, mm -hmm. you understand your own experiences the best. What we're saying is that, like, just, like, take a second and think, like, oh, like, how does this affect other people who aren't like me, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, like, and, you know, we have to do it all the time. Like, you'll, we make corrections when we say things in videos. Like, one of us will say something that it's, like, oh, wait, that was kind of exclusionary to say it that way. Yep. And you try and issue a correction either in the moment or you mention it later. Or, like, people in the comments will be, like, 
oh, uh, I get what you were trying to say, but the way you said it makes it sound like this. And you go, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. You know, thanks for letting me know. And, like, you know, sometimes people genuinely don't know that that's what they're doing. And it's also really easy for... We've talked about this before, but it's also really... It's really common for people, like, when they're confronted with that sort of thing, to, like, dig in. Well, because they're not... Okay, so, like, when somebody is not racist, and then you say, like, oh, uh, that joke you made, it is kind of racist. It's not... People aren't accusing you of being racist. They're saying, hey, you probably didn't know this, but when you say something like that, it kind of contributes to, A, making somebody of that race feel bad, and be like reminding them of something that somebody else said in racist in earnest and see like perpetuating a bad stereotype. But like if you're not racist and you say something like that, you're like, well, I'm not racist. I didn't mean it like that. And like mm-hmm. it was an accident. Like I didn't know it could be taken that way. Mm-hmm. That's totally valid. People are just telling you. It's kind of like in Final Fantasy 13, I was like, oh, like what's his name's hair is racist because like a bird lives in it most people who who were coming to me like oh how is that racist and i'm like oh because in the united states there is a cultural context there's a cultural context called um hair texture discriminate discrimination in which people will make fun of somebody uh, name most often black people for the texture of their hair and will call it like certain things that like I don't feel like repeating right now but like that would imply that like animals live in their hair because it's bushy and stuff so that's why it's racist but if you're not a racist and you don't hang out with people who say racist things you wouldn't know it doesn't make you racist for being like I don't think that's racist it just makes you so you just didn't know because you don't hang out with racists Yeah, but the important thing is to just kind of, like, listen to people when they say that, like, you know, I I mean, like, I remember, like, specific specific moments, like, being shown that, like, language I was using was, like, really Mm cis-centric, you know? And, like, when people would point it out to me, I'd be like, oh, shit, like, I didn't think of it that way Mm -hmm. because I am a cis person and, like... It's like you're not intending to be... And you're not intending to, like, make people feel bad and like I mean and I'm I'm sure I still say things sometimes that like are you know sometimes like, it just happens it just you know and especially but the thing is is that like when people point it out to you you just be kind of like oh and you try to do better you know mm-hmm. um let's move on to something a little lighter Evie and Pikachu have have some haircuts. Someone on Twitch was like, yeah, this is like when Beyonce got her bad bangs. And I was like, first of all, her bangs were fine. <laughs> uh, let's go see. Yeah, so. I like the bangs, okay? I think it's kind of cute. I like the bangs. Oh! I know they're horrible, okay, but they're so, so horrible, they're cute. In the Pokemon, like, let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu games, they. This is crimes. <laughs> they, um. Basically, you can choose hairstyles for Pikachu and Eevee, and everyone is get getting really, um... They're so true, though. Pikachu got wine drunk and cut their own hair at 3 a.m. Those do look like 3 a.m. bangs, though, don't they? I don't know. They look like 3 a.m. bangs to me. I've seen a lot of people with baby bangs. So this... Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. That did look bad, Beyonce. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, I like this. The little curl thing. And then he's got some curly cues in the front. Yeah, so basically you can give them little haircuts, and I think they're super adorable. I like the bangs. Don't at me. I'm not saying that I like them better than their normal hairstyle, but I do think they have kind of like a cute, like, like little kid, like, you know, you stuck a bowl on their head and drew some scissors around it to give them a bowl cut. That's what it looks like. It seems to me that what's being implied here is you can change your Pokemon's hairstyle. That's so what you, I said. Okay. And um, I just, I'm going to stick with the bangs. There will be bangs. Yeah. And I'm going to show that on the channel, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. You can't stop me. Um, so another thing, I had talked about this, like, a while ago, but of course there was no, like, information actually published about it yet. But if you click on the next thing. What thing? The next tab. Oh. Um, but this, sh so I had originally talked about this because I was, my friend is working on this show, which is from the writer of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's called The Dragon Prince, and it's When are you going to watch Avatar with me? Uh. You don't want to watch Avatar The Last Airbender? Not really. Why? I don't know. I've, I've never seen a reason that I would want to watch it. Prince Zuko and Princess Azula. Uh -huh. That's why. Okay. Um, as I was saying, uh, but the Dragon Prince, it looks super cool. Uh, the art for it looks just amazing. Um, so far, there's just a little bit about the story. It tells the story of two human princes who forge an unlikely bond with the... I was reading that. Sorry. With the elfin assassin sent to kill them, embarking on an epic quest to bring peace to their warring lands. And the poster looks super cute. Everyone's really excited about it. Um, I don't know anything about the show other than, like, seeing some of the art and, like, what I just read it's to you. It's got dragons in it. That seems it's good got, enough. It's got a dragon in it's it. It's got dragons. It's cool. Um, but, yeah. It looks pretty cool. Um, so, time for sponsorship. Uh, we, as you know, we are sponsored by Audible, which means that if you wanted to uh, download an audiobook and listen to it for free, you can go to audibletrial.com slash geekremix. It's a 30-day trial. It comes with a free audiobook that you can listen to. Um, two that I wanted to recommend to you that I read since our last podcast were are both books by Peter Kleins. Um, one is called The Fold, and it's basically about, like... This, they're both, I think they're both set in the same universe, but it's like weird sci-fi shit happens. One of them is about like, kind of like a fold in space time, and like weird shit starts happening, and like the military gets involved, and then the other one is called 14, which is about this guy who moves into an apartment building, and a bunch of really weird stuff uh, happens, and there's like a door that has a bunch of padlocks on it, uh, they eventually get the padlocks open, and everything goes absolutely crazy. But those are both... Uh, That's why I should never unlock anything. <laughs> but those are both really good uh, audiobooks if you like sci-fi stuff. Um, and you can listen to either of those at audibletrial.com slash geekremix. You have one? Yes, I have them. Adventures with Extremists. So, this is by John Ronson. Am I saying it? I always get his name wrong. What is it? Yes, John it's John Ronson. Ronson. I usually call him Ron Johnson. I don't know why. Um, 
he uh, goes off, and you can get this on Audible. He uh, goes off and he adventures off with extremists, and he, uh, I think at the end of this, he goes off and hangs out with, um, what's his, David Jones? The guy on YouTube? Alex Jones? Alex Jones. So this is from 2003. Yeah, so this is way back when, and so you can get to see kind of like a unique perspective on Alex Jones before he became anyone at all. Before he became, you know, this, like, just... No, he's yeah. still a weirdo in this book. He's a no, I mean, weirdo. No, he's still a weirdo, but I'm saying before he became, like, a mildly famous and, like, hawks supplements on his website. Yeah, so, like, it says that soy is bad, but then there's soy in the supplements. <laughs> um, well, soy makes the frogs gay. Yes, for sure. Yeah, well, so if you're a soy boy, you're a gay frog. I, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that all... Well, you know, in Jurassic Park, all the frogs made the dinosaurs gay, so... Yeah, exactly. That's actually canonically true. <laughs> frogs made the dinosaurs gay and genderqueer. <laughs> well, gender fluid, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to see him, and you, uh... He's not, like, can, like being, like, being an extremist is A-OK. He just goes off, and he, like, interviews them, and, like... The way he writes is going to seem like he's like, maybe I should be open-minded, but that's just the way he writes, where he tries to, like, go through every single thought process you could possibly have about a subject, but then at the end, he'll have a conclusion of, like, these guys are weird. And in conclusion, what the fuck? Yeah, that basically, (laughs) at the end of the book, he goes, in conclusion, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) In conclusion, he goes, like, most of these people are just, like, weirdos. Um, but it's a very interesting read slash listen, and, like, if you go in there and he's, like, kind of, like, uh, giving the ideas of what they're saying, like, any merit, it's because he's trying to, like, give... The give, full picture give of, the like... full picture well, of the thing before he conclusively says, no, they're weirdos. Well, yeah, and I think that also... That's just his writing style. I think also, like, there aren't, there aren't, you know... It's, it, I feel like the whole purpose of this is to show, like, here, we're going to look at all of the things they say. Like, well, part of his writing style also is, like, he kind of tricks you into thinking you agree with something, and then he will give the evidence as to why you shouldn't agree with it so you can understand why people get duped into it. Why people get sucked into the trap of... Yeah, because in Whatever. his other books, he, like, gave all the talking points of Scientology, and he goes, like, maybe they're right, maybe they're blah, 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 but then he's like, but then I did research into this, and I realized that my thinking previously was incorrect. So if you are reading this and you go, he's defending weirdos, like, no, he's not. He's setting you up so that you can correct yourself. Mm-hmm. He's teaching a different type of thinking. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an interesting read to me. Definitely. So if you want to check that out, again, the link is audibletrial.com slash geekremix. Woo! Woo! Um, so, uh, as always, this podcast is thanks in part to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to, um, if you want to support... <laughs> Stacy is an Instagram model now. Follow her at geekremix. I love how the first picture that came up is that one with AJ. There she is. Punk trainer Stacy's challenges you to a battle. Oh my god. And Mari helped me with the photo edit on that 
Because we didn't have any Pokeballs. We didn't have any Pokeballs hanging around. But we did have AJ. Yeah. AJ's Stacy's Pokeball. Pokeball. Um, yes. So, yeah, I am getting back into my, like, cosplay and stuff. So if you guys want to check that out, feel free. Um, as always, this podcast is thanks in part to our supporters on Patreon. Uh, we very excitingly are working on the Heavy Rain video. Oh, my God, that face. <laughs> we're working on uh, the Heavy Rain video. We have the script, and we're doing the voiceovers and editing, hopefully sometime this week. So we're very excited to get that to you. Sorry um, it's so late, yes, but it's we're, fine. Sorry it's so late. Uh, it's probably my... I've just been going through some shit, and it's made look, working on creative projects really hard lately, so... It's hard to be creative when, you know, all of your resources are going to something else. Yeah, when you feel like your whole life is falling apart. Anyways! Um, <laughs> anyway, follow me on Instagram for, for great cosplays! <laughs> um, so if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash geekremix. Oh! That God of War photo, it Corey, was liked by the creator Corey Balrog, the creative director. I'm he very, pr- I'm very it. proud of that. Because, he retweeted it, right? Yeah, that's how you know. That's when you know you're valid. Yeah, that's how <laughs> you know. So, um, anyways, if you want to keep in touch with me in between recordings and whatnot, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Geek Remix a lot. Do you have anything else to add before we sign off? I'm just disappointed that you are a Death Eater, so. I thought that was really cool, though. I know that I know that you don't like it, because it's, like, essentially magical Nazis, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let it, I'll let it slide, because it's Harry Potter. Because it's Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't finish the books completely? No, 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 no. I know, like, about them. It just, like, it doesn't have the, the weight of a real Nazi. No. Yeah, it's a it's a stretch. It's not that I don't like it. I was like, Stacy, you're a magical Nazi. I'm your, you no, didn't tell me. No, I'm not. That's not. That's not like my fursona. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't believe it. You're a magical Nazi. You're a magical Nazi. <laughs> oh man, there's so many pictures of AJ too. What what is this video of my dog? Why are you harassing my dog? <laughs> Well, we won't move. We're just watching a video of AJ of AJ internet, even though AJ's right next to us on Stacy's lap on my Instagram. Hey, if you have a dog, but then you end up looking at pictures of your own dog, even though your dog's right next to you, like this video. (laughs) Do you ever look at other pictures of dogs when your dog's right next to you? Or even worse, just pictures of your own dog. Pictures on of your, your own dog on your phone. Have you ever looked while at your pictures? dog is begging you, please feed me, <laughs> help you ever, me, have mom? You ever looked at pictures of your own dog on your phone while your dog is right next to you. <laughs> that's AJ. That's my. That's AJ. Okay, bye. All right, bye.